really <sighs> streamer oh. you really gotta let us continue that song that would be a banger to let mike roll into it yeah all right mike go for it yeah it would be a banger <laughs> hi everybody welcome to a firework firing uh covid mania running wild Matt, uh, Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right, an episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to hit you with some Wednesday night war coverage, bitch. I don't know, I just, you're not, you're a nice person if you're listening. We're going to update you on this week's Rumble Winter Feelings. Sometimes you- <laughs> we lost all of our viewers when you said that. Go ahead. When I said a bed, when I said a cuss, <laughs> oh no. Um, we're going to update you on this week's Rumble Winner feelings, man. Because every week there's a new feeling. Oh, I don't know what I'm feeling. What are you feeling? I don't know. I'm feeling somebody else. Matt, we're going to continue Bogenhagen Watch. My God. How can we let that go a few weeks without being discussed? I totally forgot about it. I'll give you some time to scramble and put it back together. Matt, we're also going to make time, of course, for our, ew, David, moment of the week, uh... Quite a few contenders, uh, but only one can win. The coveted Ew David moment of the week. And Matt, I don't know. This might be, uh, that might be it. We're going to see if we can fit all that into a power hour of discussion here. Um, and as usual, Matt, uh, I actually had pepper jack cheese uh, for dinner. So it was a hot and spicy week of pro wrestling. Matt, how are things over at the Casa de Eddie and the player to be named later? I just thought it was interesting that you said, and as usual, I had pepper jack cheese. <laughs> like, <that's>, okay, <laughs> normally Mike's having pepper jack cheese. I can get down with that. Um, th- things are going good over at the house uh, that Eddie built. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say there. Um, Mike, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be, I, I should probably turn off this hockey game because I'm already super distracted by it. I'm going to, I closed it out. I, I did a, I did a bad Red Wing fan thing, but uh, I did it. I closed it out. It's gone. Um, I've been distracted by that all day, Mike. Uh, you know that we run uh, the Red Wings Rant Podcast for the Hockey Podcast yes. Network. Yes, we, we put do. Together season previews, uh, episode previews today. We've been getting videos together. Um, We've been doing season previews for eight fucking months. Now we get real games. This is, this is exciting. Yeah, uh, so all, all that stuff has been rolling around my brain all day today. And then I, uh, after getting ready for the Red Wings game to watch it at like maybe 6 o'clock today, maybe 5.30, I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> We've got pro wrestling to talk on Thursday. Oh, no, wrestling, how could you? No. Damn it. I want to watch my last place Red Wings so badly. Ah. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's still real to me. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that, that's where my head's at. I, I gotta, it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a rough day. I, I know it. Um, it's, it's, hey, good old Warren, uh, shared our stuff. So we have a lot of viewers now. So how's everybody doing? Um, but yeah, again, I'm, I'm lamenting about how horrible it is being a Red Wings fan, but, uh, let's, let's talk pro wrestling since all these wrestling fans are here. Mike? You ready to talk COVID mania running wild on Monday Night Raw? I don't know. There's there's probably a, a, a you know a, a, a less offensive way to put that, but it 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 
it happened to our beloved WWE champion, Matt, and uh, half the roster was gone. Um, whoever was left, the you know, the ultimo hombre, as they say in Espanol, uh, they're all doing double time, Matt. Uh, we got multiple Riddle matches. We had so many matches, you could have said Riddle Riddle wrestled and Matt Riddle wrestled. So many Riddles <laughs> were going on. Uh, Sheamus got two segments. Matt, we haven't seen that since, uh, ooh, I don't know, maybe since he was, you know, punching Daniel Bryan in the face. Uh, Keith Lee got two matches. Uh, MVP had to wrestle. My God, he had to suit up, and he had to suit up. He had to suit up in two different uh, meanings of the word, Matt. Um I, so my thing was a week previous that this is where yeah. I thought the conversation was going to go. <laughs> Everybody was sharing. Oh boy. I hope, I hope Drew wasn't in contact with, with anybody over 70 <laughs> over the last week. And then of course, attaching him to Wait, every picture. Legends with week. Flair and Hulk Hogan. Oh, and, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. No. Um, geez. Uh, I really hope Hulk Hogan's okay. Anyway, uh, I mean, it, it goes like this. This was the problem, right? So we've been talking for months about uh, not only <laughs> should they even be wrestling, but then yeah. uh, state and federal government. And to think the Florida state government would actually care about anything going on in regards to COVID in their state. But they actually investigated the WWE. Mike, this just tells me that there was probably absolutely nothing in regards to any sort of protocol. I, this is my, I'm sorry, this is my hot take that there wasn't anything going on in regards to protocol on that Legends night. Because, I mean, I'm kind of curious who was doing the investigating. Was it Maxwell Smart? Uh, was it Inspector Gadget? Um, who, <laughs> who, did uh, the, who did the Florida brass tech send out to investigate this one for us? It's uh, Clouseau, right? Is uh, it Clouseau? Uh, Is it the Hamburglar? Uh, <laughs> was it the Repo Man? Was he coming to collect some people, Matt? So uh, did IRS go? Well, no. Okay, that's like I think right now we get to sit here and we go, thank God, like Drew isn't affected by this, like some other folks. Um, man, I was just listening to an executive uh, for the NHL this morning talking about how he got COVID. And his response was the right one. Um, he, he responded with, I, I did have, you know, I had a few symptoms, but I, I know it could have been worse. Uh, but he said the thing in my head wasn't, um, you know, I, if I got through this, other people can. It, it was just, thank God, I, it was so much lesser from what I had to deal with compared to what other people are dealing with. And I need to use this to make sure, like, uh, how easy it was for me to catch it. Moving forward yeah. in the NHL, so this was Christmas Eve. We just know the NHL started yesterday. He said, moving forward, we're going to have way more stringent, you know, protocol and whatever we need to do to get people into these. Uh, and we're talking hockey players, not fans, but getting people into these arenas to play hockey. Everything's got to be to a T. And it was like, holy shit, that like not, you know, you don't you don't want the worst to happen to have somebody uh, make a change. But it, it does look like he, he was he, he got COVID. And he's making those right decisions after that. So here, here's the thing. We're disappointed in, in the WWE. I'm taking my hot take and saying, wow, half the locker room was out after Legends Night. Uh, we, we could look at those things as a coincidence or we can try to make connections with it. Sure, that means I have an aluminum cap on and we're creating conspiracy theories. But here's the thing. 
we could do that all day long. We could joke about it. Yeah. But Mike, what we better not see is another outbreak in the next couple of weeks. This has to be a wake up call like it was for that NHL executive who's Bill Daly. I'm not trying to like hide him or anything. He's right below Gary Bettman, who is the commissioner of the NHL. So take a step, one step down. Yeah. That's how high that guy is. I'm saying for the WWE, that's the kind of response I need to see. I didn't need to see Drew McIntyre come on there and say what a serious thing this is because it's not on Drew McIntyre. It's never on Drew McIntyre. It's on everybody that's running the WWE. So they need to come out and have a real statement. Don't parade Drew around so that he's like, oh, it's all Drew's fault. Like, I know that's not what they said, but when he's on a screen, all alone, white background, and it's almost as if he's apologetic. I, yeah, I wish uh, I wish Drew I had uh, like you know been curled up next to a fire, you know, on a like a bearskin rug, and you know, with <laughs> with his cats like walking all over him, you know. Yeah, there's nothing more important than wearing a mask, except maybe putting this cute kitty. You know, um, let's let's be safe out there, WWE universe. That's, right, that's the ideal, but. No, I mean, um, you guys know what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not really, you know, I, I'm not saying anything here that's going to... I just, every time that we kind of criticize uh, one of these mega corporations for their, uh, you know, stance um, on this epidemic, um, pandemic, um, I mean, we kind of enable it by watching every Monday wednesday and friday right uh so i guess i don't i don't really know how hypocritical it makes me to to judge them i i think the best way i heard it put was most of these companies are not aiming for the a plus um uh like presentation and reaction um and action taken they're they're going for a c plus and what that means is that you know a few of the guys are wearing masks, you know, but maybe their noses are showing, you know, maybe there's, you know, vi- fa- uh, the fans are just there virtually on little TV screens. But, you know, we still had our wrestlers interact with, you know, the Legends division. And in one swoop, we almost took out every WWE legend. Uh, I can't think of a more, like, horribly timed uh <laughs> event than to have legends week when there's another uh you know bump in covid numbers but you know uh silver lining matt what we got to see is uh matt riddle with uh two wrestling matches and he had multiple comedy segments so uh this is a lot like when the avengers all uh went down and we got to watch an ant-man movie so you know at least we know if you know the rest of the roster is out of commission matt riddle the ant-man himself could come out and Throw his way into our hearts. So, real quick, Mike. Uh, like I said, we uh, we got a, a few new viewers, but I do I do want to shout out to C Fosterling because I do, sir, I do not recognize your name here. So I want to give you an opportunity here to throw out a question because we do have on our banner. Send us your questions in the chat, Mike. Pretty plain and simple: AEW or NXT, which is better? Now, C Fosterling, I implore you to stick around and listen to our Wednesday Night Wars discussion, which we always finish up the show with. Where we uh, will pick each week uh, who our our better who the better show was each week, and uh, we've we've got all right. We I go one way, Mike goes the other. I I tend to think that if you're looking for better pro wrestling, you go to NXT. If you're looking for 
more pomp and circumstance if you want to see like what we know what if we know that shorter today if you're looking for sports entertainment you there we go tnt right uh, and if, it, you're looking, made, if you're working if you want some some work rate you know you turn on nxt if you want meaty men slapping meat all right you turn on tnt and that's uh, nothing against either one, uh, but yeah. I think for the most part we're we're split down the middle. I've I've had my ebbs and flows, the ups and downs of when I'm really in love with AEW, and right now yeah. I'm really in love with NXT. So if I had to answer that right now, I am super in love with NXT. Mike, I think you are super in love with AEW. If I could speak for you, uh, you did uh, not accurately. Uh, you know, oh. sometimes. I like a, a nice slice of uh, BLT pizza. I think that's what AEW is. You know, it's like not just as a, not only is it pizza, it's got bacon bits and not ranch on it, ranch dressing on the pizza. Like, wow, oh my God, I don't want to miss that. Uh, but if you turn on NXT, I think you get, uh, you know, like ants on a log. Like, oh man, I love ants on a log. Look at that. Celery, it's peanut butter, it's raisins. It's kind of good for you, you know. But sometimes you want stuffed crust. So you kind of, oh man. Uh, then sometimes you just kind of have both and you, you know, you simulcast with a couple of screens. So which one's better? I, uh, neither, I, you know, it just depends on if you want stuffed crust pizza or, you know, raisins and peanut butter and celery. Uh, that's, that's the official stance of, of me. I say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, the guns off the guns off the back of your head, Mike. No, man, uh, I don't think uh, I don't think we can really put too much into this next segment. But uh, with our wrestling ra- nuggies, as we're calling them now, uh, Randy Orton at a Fourth of July nightmare took a firework right in the eyeball. Uh, I guess that I don't know if the fiend is going to come no. out red, white, and blue uh, with you know. <laughs> blueberry pies and uh, a big American flag wrapped around his body. But man, did he fire, have his, his little minion fire a firework right in Randy Orton's eyeball. Matt, that, uh, was, the, that was the longest reaction shot. I, I feel like they were like, Oh, Randy, we got, we got 45 more seconds, man. We're going to go credits in 45 that seconds. Was, uh, that was Peter Griffin skinning his knee. I, I am no stranger to the eye injuries. So oh, for me, it, it was almost, yeah. I mean, the I PTSD it. was setting in. I, I needed well, that segment to end so I could fall asleep that night. But we, you know, Randy Orton now, two years running, has the longest uh, moaning segment in WWE. Uh, Twenty, <laughs> He had it against Edge in their weird moany groany match in the back. And he's, ah, ah, it's a deep burn. And now we get it again this year. Just. Matt, just 14 days into January, Randy Orton putting his bid in for longest groan of 2021. Mike, I think we're, we're we're moving into our own longest groan because uh, we're we're our second week into the Ric Flair Lacey Evans uh, oh. story that Mike. I you think I'm, I'm about to set the the big groan record because. Your name in this one, the you, David, which uh, you got to, I, I got to uh, get a reminder on that because that would be a wonderful gift to have queued up. Instead, I've got cute little, you know, Bluey from. <laughs> I, I, I need a David Rose Bluey. Um, But uh, Mike, I don't, this isn't for me. Uh, we were chatting with uh, Wrestling Girls uh, podcast yeah. and it's just like, I don't, 
I don't know why this is still a thing. Um, and and they were for it. Uh, so I'm not I'm not saying those people you know, are out there. All right, yeah, I guess I'm saying they're wrong. That's uh, there. I said it. Uh, but it just like why are we just, still mixing this old man? I I threw out the SpongeBob gif of uh, oh, how many gift. times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man. Um, I, uh, I don't understand why he keeps coming. I mean, it'd be one thing, Mike, if this was the first time. But it's not. He's been around since day one when we saw her for the first time in that NXT match against Natalia. Like yes. it's it's just it's done. That that the, the stake is so. I mean, if we're gonna talk his face or if we're gonna talk the metaphor here, but that stake is overdone. We we've been turning it over. You can only turn it once, Mike. You Man. can only turn the stake once, and they've turned it twelve or thirteen times. That I, thing's black on either side. There's no, there's no blood. There's no juice. There's no butter left in that pan, Mike. It's all cooked out. There's nothing. You tried to add Sasha Banks. Now, Mike, you're trying to add like Michigan Zing sauce with Lacey Evans. Mm. And you know what? They don't have a good recipe. So I, uh... I love this. I love this analogy, by the way. And another thing, if they had used a cast iron pan. No. Oh, boy. Uh, maybe a, a cast iron pan. Pan, I was going to say, no. <laughs> Brad Willard making yet another cameo on the Brothers of, is it dis, discrush, dis, Disruption. All right, here we go. Well, I, you know, two, two of uh, the great minds in uh, the history of humankind here. I, you know, Austrian neurologist Sigmund Freud, Matt, uh, you know, I, I think uh, maybe Alfred Kinsey, the uh, American biologist, both these great sexual minds, both of them would be quite stumped to see, oh, what are the uh, implications of Ric Flair fetishizing a woman who looks identical to his daughter? My God, what does that say about him as a person? Uh, I don't I don't know. There's a lot to unpack. I don't know if a, a wrestling podcast is prepared to explain uh, how we come to, you know, uh, uh, fall for and be attracted to people who look like our relatives my god uh i i feel especially uncomfortable for poor charlotte who has to see her dad pine after someone who could be her doppelganger matt <laughs> now uh our Not new buddy Steve fosterling says uh, lacey evans with rick flair is a match made in heaven now here's the thing uh, i'm gonna call you c what you forgot to do was put the slash S uh, to say that you're being sarcastic. I think that's what you forgot to put on there uh, because I can't, I don't get it. I don't, it's not a, it's not a match made in heaven for me because this again is an, the, another push of this idea that Charlotte can't get a story over by herself. And this goes back to when she was inserted into the triple threat match at WrestleMania uh, when it was uh, Rousey and, and Becky and, and Charlotte. And I made the argument at the time, you have a huge talent that could run her own campaign, run her own story. I'll, she could go out there by herself and just say, somebody come out here and fight me. And that would be, Mike, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. That would be a banger of a segment. I think we'd all fall in love with that if she came out week after week without a set partner. I'm just saying that is the level of talent she has. So to say um, that, I, I'm gonna throw. A, I want to throw a free plug to one of our favorite comedians, uh, yeah. Eugene Merman, because when I, every time I see this Ric Flair, Lacey Evans, Charlotte love triangle, um, I'm reminded of this 
joke that Merman tells where he was in New York and he saw um, Ace Freely at a party and he had his arm around this young girl. And, you know, we've come to find out it's it's Ace's daughter. And uh, Eugene Merman didn't know what to say to Ace. And he saw them leaving the party and he just yelled out to Ace, don't fuck your daughter. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, he saw Ace turn around and he was, you could see it kind of cross his face. And Eugene goes, you know, it's like Ace was trying to process. Did somebody else say that to me? Or is that just my own inner monologue? <laughs> so when you see Rick, don't fuck your daughter. You know, you want to, you know, hope, hope, uh, hope we clear the air for him there. Um. <laughs> yeah, <it wasn't. laughs> that, that steamed yeah, out to the point, I think. I mean, we're, we're both running out of gas, just like the old man is. Like, this is this is something that... I don't know if this is still about Ric Flair getting time on TV or if this is Charlotte and her dad getting time uh, to work together. If, if that was the case, no, I'm cool with it. But I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like they could still have, you know, time no. together and I never have to see we his talk, wrinkly old butt ever again. Yeah. You know, like we talk about it, like, uh, you know, it's just wrestling. It's just a circus and there's all sorts of different acts. And, uh, I guess, you know, the Ric Flair one is, you know, world's oldest man, still wrestles. So um, in some capacity, they're trying to get you all geared up for the Royal Rumble. And my God, you know, we might have to have people bow out because of COVID. So this really might be a nightmare. So I think they're just all hands on deck. Bring in Hogan, bring in Ric Flair, bring in the boogeyman, bring them all back. Uh, you know, we got we, we got to save the show. Uh, speaking of saving the show, Matt, um, another wrestling nuggy here is Nakamura booked to the moon. Matt, there's so much wrestling every week. Can you explain to the beautiful people what you mean? What did we miss on SmackDown last Friday? Uh, Mike, Nakamura was involved in the I Get a Shot at Roman Reigns gauntlet match. And uh, instead of just being like the one and out, I mean, Nakamura ran the table. I mean, this, this is something for Nakamura. I feel like we haven't, we haven't seen this Nakamura since before his WrestleMania match against AJ Styles. So we're saying everything from post nut punch till this past Friday has been, maybe the tag titles was good. Maybe the IC title, like it kind of bumped up, but they haven't made Nakamura look this strong since again, before WrestleMania before we were leading up to what we thought was going to be the greatest WrestleMania title match ever. And then of course it, it again was pretty good, but it, it wasn't anything that, you know, I, I, I know for you and I, we don't talk about when we talk about greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, we don't bring that one up. No. Um, we're, we, we still go over the undertakers and the Shawn Michaels and it, it's, 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 I don't know if travesty is too strong of a word because we're talking pro wrestling and sometimes you just don't get what you want, but it's not, it's not something that we expected to ever see them in the ring together again at a WrestleMania after that. So that's where it's a bummer. That's where it's like, all right, this was our one shot to get this. And it <laughs> definitely didn't go the way we wanted. Um, you know, and it, it still was great. It just wasn't, it wasn't what we thought we were going to get. So this yeah, is I think we wanted him right. to get the, get the Oscar treatment, win the rumble, uh, you know, be a multiple yeah. time champion, hold it forever. Um, 
And it doesn't really feel like he got his, uh, you know, his moment out in the in the limelight, you know? The universal yeah, I, dream. I, I think the interesting conversation from here is what do we do with Nakamura next? Is it just something where that happened? And just like when Dolph Ziggler was winning Survivor Series matches, like it's not like it resulted in him getting a bunch of championship matches. Uh, he just got elevated for a couple of weeks on like Raw and SmackDown, and then he disappeared again. So I, I kind of hope that this means something. And I, I know our next segment is Rumble Picks. So there's my tease for what I'm kind of hoping this is going to turn into. But I mean, uh, you know, that's that's it. That's like we were having our COVID conversation. It's like, that's fine. We can make our jokes. We can make our hot takes or whatever. The segment is now. It's about what happens next. And, um, you know, to go go back to Steve Fosterling's question about which is better, AEW or NXT. It's always going to be about like when we look back 10 years later, what which one was better? Because everything we see... Even with the Bullet Club right now, with Kenny Omega, it's exciting. But what's the end game going to be? Like that's that's where uh, even if it's a huge Hollywood film like um, the Marvel movies, and we watch End Game, mm-hmm. that was a great ending. That was a great story from start to finish. I, it wasn't perfect. It's not anything that you know we knew. We know it doesn't. It didn't win any Academy Awards. But I'm always going to look back at that and share it with my kids and say, this is one of the greatest cinematic adventures I've ever taken. Are we going to be able to do that when the Bullet Club story or the, uh, you know, I mean, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega thing ends? Um, so, again, just to kind of continue that that thought, is, is this Nakamura thing going to result in something bigger than it just being a good night on the gauntlet match? Uh, and guys like me, going, oh my God, Nakamura, what a game! And, you know, it ended the way it ended. I, at the time, I was pretty upset because yeah. I think we all kind of knew Adam Pierce was going to win, but then you're you're still thinking like, oh my God, what if this is just to punish Adam Pierce and the Nakamura and Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble? What a match, yeah! But no, it, it's not how it turned out. But, it, I mean, we're still, like, that's it. Again, I, I just get stopped at the same point. It, it's the same thing where it's exciting at the time. It's exciting to say, oh my gosh, out of everyone they chose to kind of push up that night, they chose Nakamura. So what do they do next? I know we've been hurt before. So if I was to sit here and make a prediction, that's the direction it's going to go. But I, I don't know how you feel. Uh, well, Matt, I think it was a weekly episodic SmackDown. Um, we turn the page. Sorry. Nakamura. He's not going to win again, Matt. It's, you know, we're, it's Roman Reigns time now. Not Shin, Shin, you had your turn. All right. You're out. Matt, did I buy the t-shirt? Do I own the King of Strong Style book autographed? Yes, I do. Um, do I make this face sometimes? Yes, I do. As an ode to Shinsuke. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it was just a Friday. You know, this uh, might maybe it'll get him on Great Balls of Fire, you know, in February. But <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to be getting a, a main uh, event spot. Andre with uh, the awesome question, Mike. Is Shinsuke a face or a heel uh, after that? Or I guess during that match is, is Andre's question. I, I think, Andre, I, I think when the handshake happened with Daniel Bryan, that was it right there. I think we're getting 
that and and he started pushing away from Sami Zayn, which I think was helping get Nakamura started in the face direction. But I think we're gonna yeah. get we're getting face Nakamura moving forward from this moment. Now, like best case scenario, uh, we get Shinsuke versus Roman at WrestleMania, but um, you know Shinsuke is not gonna win the Royal Rumble. That's uh, we're gonna do those Rumble picks right now. I think gonna do a little segue, Matt. So every week. <laughs> Every week we're leading up, we kind of get the feelies like, oh, I think I think she's going to win. I think he's going to win. I, I don't know. It's just kind of the way the wind blows, man. Um, has, your, has your picks, have they evolved at all? Have your picks evolved at all for the men's and women's Royal Rumble? I wouldn't <sighs> say there's anything to suggest. I mean, shoot, what it, last week, how many people did we pick? Uh, I'd say for the women's Rumble, the same Three names are still on my mind. It's still Bianca. It's still Charlotte. It's still Rhea Ripley. Um, nothing's <sighs> happened to shake those three names. Um, I think. Got, uh, I think. Oh, I like wrestling forever's thrown out there. Bobby Lashley or AJ Styles. I'm gonna say I'm still sticking Ooh. with Biggie. And like I said, Mike, how many? This would be four years in a row that I picked the Royal Rumble winner in November. If I get Biggie right, so this would be four years in a row. This year was Biggie. I picked him. I'm still sticking with Biggie. I feel like I got to run that four-year thing. I felt uh, I felt really good about McIntyre last year. There, there was nobody else more deserving. That was a that was a good one. I don't think that they want Biggie winning their big event in the COVID year. Um, I think they're gonna do the most WWE choice possible. I think it might be a might be Lesnar. I'd brace yourself for Lesnar. Um, I'd brace yourself for a John Cena return. Um, I just, uh, I, I, I am not, I would not put a single penny on Biggie and I, I love him to death and, uh, I wouldn't put it on Nakamura. I would put it on Brock Lesnar or Cena. Cause I, I think they want to try and book some over the top, uh, uh, you know, one of our transcendent superstars for WrestleMania. Um, Let's, I, let's I, don't, back up. I don't think Big E is that controversial a pick. That would just kind of be like, oh, cool. I, I just want to throw back, uh, throw back to wrestling forever. Uh, thrown out there, Bobby Lashley. Um, I think that would be that is a much more likely pick than Big E. <laughs> that would be fun because I, I want to see MVP taking Bobby Lashley to the main event at WrestleMania. I think that yeah. would be a good blast. Uh, I mean, we arguably got a face win last year, so maybe they go a heel. Um, And I think if Biggie won, that would be like, cool. If Bobby Lashley won, I think people would be like, holy fuck almighty. Um, Just because that guy, he's never gotten a chance. The only thing I can think of him doing at WrestleMania is being there for Donald Trump. So maybe this is it finally comes full circle, you know. uh, Trump is out of office now, and so Bob gets gets his big shot. I, I don't think people would complain, but and I think it would still be a good story, and I think you could still be like, boo, he's a heel. Um, he's definitely got the physique. He's definitely got the mouthpiece now, a la, you know, Lesnar. Um, so, you know, we know that, you know, doing elongated WWE, uh, um, you know, theatrical speeches, that's not his, his strength. You know, his strength is that he's a ridiculous, he's cut, man. He's cut. He's huge. Um, he makes the power moves look good, and now he's he's really developing that that furrowed brow. You know, now he's mean, Bob. 
Um, so I think Mean Bob winning the title, uh, winning the Royal Rumble, Matt, easily talked me into that. Uh, so I'm putting him in my three with Cena and Lesnar. Man, all right. Uh, <laughs> I don't I do want like them. I'm just we're picking. We're picking. We're not picking our favorites. We're picking the favorite to win. Uh, Andre's there too. He he thinks it's Lashley's time, and I I don't know if. Andre, if this uh, if this was a typo, but I'm definitely calling Matt Riddle Matt Riffle from now on because he said he enjoyed watching him beat the brakes off of Riddle on Raw. <laughs> Seriously. Because he uh, keeps doing the pothead gimmick. We call him like Matt Ruffles, you know, like sour cream and cheddar. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. I, like um, I, I mean, I, I got to say, like, I, I can't. That's that's why I wanted to come back to Wrestling Forever's comment about Bobby Lashley. Like, it just it just works. And it works from every aspect. I, I can't uh, I can't vote against it. Uh, but Cody here, uh, our new buddy, uh, he switched from uh, Twitter on over to YouTube. So welcome, Cody. I hope uh, uh, wrestling forever. And Cody, I hope you guys will hit the subscribe button. Uh, but Cody with the big mic, he's got the pick. Slapjack. 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 <laughs> Look, he's going to be representing for the uh, the crowd that wants to make sure you're wearing a mask and keeping six feet apart. That is the representative the WWE needs right now to be going on Conan and speaking to those late night talk show hosts so that he can go on there with his mask and say, I've been. No, just... That was a good pick, Cody. I, I, I hope I hope you're right. I hope you'll be involved. And uh, and some of that sports betting and you'll you'll throw yeah. some cash down for Slapjack because you'll be walking away with probably. A quarter million dollars, uh, <laughs> whatever you put down. Um, I uh, I think we might get our uh, Dijakovic and Lee encounter finally um, at the Royal Rumble. But Matt, we got to pick uh, for the women. I'm going to go first here. Um, I think it would be pretty shocking to to not see Rhea Ripley get her call up because that NXT that women's division it's there's 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 too many there's too many big fish in that little pond um and i think it's time for ripley to kind of run the show um up in the big leagues um i think she's my top pick i i don't have charlotte up there like you do um i think they kind of want to kind of run the gamut of um the rest of the four horse women so what i would say is ripley um our beloved bailey uh ding dong um and number three Things have been real quiet, all right? AJ Styles came out of nowhere. Edge came out of nowhere. Matt, number three, Tessa Blanchard. Oh, shit. Uh, I forgot all about that. She's been off the map for a while. Um, I I can see this company wanting to get a big old Popsky, and uh, I think Tessa, if she doesn't win, I I would honestly be surprised at this point if she's not our our secret entrant this year. I'm. I don't know how I feel about that because I know she had. Um, Matt. Some... Yep. Uh, you know everything you're about to. You don't even have to say. Uh, we have two of those gentlemen uh, currently employed uh, who may have similar <laughs> feelings. Right. Um, um, and uh, you know, we're just, uh, ladies and gentlemen, just alluding to you know there was accusations made against Tessa having some uh, pretty rotten things to say to other people in the locker room, but. Um, she said those weren't true. So, you know, what are we going to do with that? Um, I don't know. I mean, WWE still brings Hulk Hogan around. We know what he's confirmed to have said. 
Um, Elias has a sidekick with, uh, you know, some questionable things in his background as well. And then uh, we got our buddy, the old porn star. So I I don't know. I, um, if Wrestling if Forever threw out there that Tessa's rumored to be Zia Lee's uh, mystery masked person up at the top of the... See, I don't see that just because I think she's a bigger deal than being a, a you know, a puppet master for Zaya. I don't, Do you I think, think she'd go straight to the main roster? Absolutely. Now, a guy like Jay White, oh, man, he's made... I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> Everybody thinks they're... Man, you gotta, you gotta top... Uh, what do you got for your three? Your, what, are your, what are your feelings this week for the for the women? What do you oh, I, uh, I I guess what I said at the top, I, I still stick with is uh, I I haven't seen anything to change me. Like, here's the th- they they do like to pull away a little bit. I feel like it's not every year, but they have pulled away from like like whoever's going to win the rumble doesn't always get that spotlight leading into the rumble. So if it's somebody that can sneak in, that that's a definite possibility. So I. Again, from a week-to-week basis, they could just be building uh, inside the Rumble storylines. So I, I'm going to still stick with where I started. I'm still sticking with Bianca. I'm still sticking with Charlotte. And I'm still sticking with uh, Rhea Ripley. I, I would say right now, because it's going to be pretty tough to get Charlotte and Ripley, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of moving pieces to make that a repeat WrestleMania match where they could actually just go at it, uh, no problem. Uh, Charlotte and Rhea just meet at the Rumble, and then they'll meet at WrestleMania, and it, there won't be a title involved. Like I said, Charlotte doesn't need a title attached to her to have an interesting match. So go that route, and that leaves Bianca Belair. Cody's got Rousey. I just Cody, you mother. <laughs> what? Are you, what? Oh, Ronda. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cody's got Rousey. Yeah. Uh, that's not. Uh, that's not that. You know, too far fetched, I'd say. Um, I mean, you could almost be like, you know, is Becky Lynch going to come back? Uh, <laughs> you never know. There's, a, it's the Royal Rumble. You never know who's going to come back, and I, they could do, they know, could do something safe where she doesn't have to, you know, be the, you know, Iron Woman. You know, she could just do, uh, you know, a couple of kicks and, you know, tumble over the top for some reason. It it, it has to be said too. Like, uh, uh, they're going to be at one spot, Mike, for wh- however long we know i mean it would be so easy for her to still be a mother in that one area that they're going to be taping shows win the rumble go to go to wrestlemania like if any year was possible i'm not saying i'm not predicting she's coming but for anybody that would say she just gave she just gave birth she's not coming like it's all up to her it's if she wanted to do it i would support her a thousand percent as i'm sure you know, the person who matters more would be Seth Rollins would support her a thousand percent. And um, like I said, if there was a, an easiest year to do it, it's this year. Boom. Yeah. Boom goes the dynamite. Mike, Matthew McConaughey has interest. Oh, wait, did you go through your women? Uh, yes. Okay. Mike, Matthew McConaughey has interest in the WWE. As we were talking about the Royal Rumble and Nakamura and talking about uh, Ric Flair and Lacey, I just kept thinking, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> so I thought, I mean, if there's anything you want to say, when when you go through like the transcript of the interviews, he doesn't even seem too enthused about it. I just think, I don't know, it just felt like clickbait at this point. And I, I can't believe that the WWE is all over national media because matthew mcconaughey said 
Yeah, I talked to The Rock about it. It interests me. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, is he going to be a man? Okay, let me, let me back up. Let's play can we just uh, can we can we uh, scenario? Listen, Mr. McConaughey. Listen, we loved you in True Detective uh, <laughs> when you said time is a flat circle. Right? <laughs> now, can you say it again? But say time is a squared circle, huh? Because <laughs> a wrestling ring, my man. All right, all right, all right. Woo, Magic Mike. Woo, Robert <laughs> Diesel. He was in that movie. Diesel yeah. couldn't dance for shit. Woo. Um, if yeah, there's any know. reason to watch that movie, think... it's to watch Diesel in the back <laughs> while everybody's doing their their hot cop moves. And yeah, Matt, Matt and I were like, "Excuse me, I want to see what Diesel's got back there." And then he's like, <laughs> "You can see him counting one, two, three, I, four. There, there had to be, whoever the director was for that film was like, "What? What the fuck oh, is he again?" We could have had Val Venus. This is bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. We're so far into production, we can't cut Diesel. He's like eight feet tall. Fuck. Who, who cast him to do that? He had one job, not speak and dance. <laughs> Two jobs. Sorry. No. You can't count. Where was Val I had Venus? one job in that. I had to count. Where was Val? <laughs> Where was Val? All right. No, it's uh, every time there's like a famous wrestling fan, it, it makes news. And I think usually we don't care. Like, ugh, why is Snooky on my TV? Matt, sometimes it's Pee Wee Herman. Ah! And this time it was Matthew McConaughey. So, eh, you know. Could, could Matthew McConaughey beat Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> with his abilities to act, <laughs> could you believe him to as act? a manager or oh. like, like the manager of Raw or SmackDown in um. that role? I, I got to tell you, one of my, I, I'm, uh, maybe he could, uh, you know, be a, a manager. I think people would, would uh, you know, approve. But one thing you got to look at and that everybody, um, I'm going to get the name and share it on our Twitter. But there's a guy who um, in WWE created a wrestler, made a bunch of celebrities. Um, so you get to see like Michael Jackson beat people up at a Royal Rumble. And it's fantastic. Um, I, can't, I can't wait to Anyway, Matt, we're uh, we're past the forty minute mark here, and we're gonna try and wrap this up inside of an hour. So, without further ado, uh, we're gonna jump into the Wednesday night wars. I still got uh, I got to take the date off that. It still says August nineteenth on there. All oh right. man, <laughs> games. All right, as usual, we uh, here's our format. Here, Matt gets NXT. Uh, I get uh, AEW. We basically pick the top three moments of each show, and. As per usual, there is a dishonorable mention. Oh, no! You don't <laughs> want to be a part of that, but it is, uh, you know, it's fun for us. So, Matt, before we, we do the picks, we're going to uh, uh, subjectively pick which was the better show, just uh, eyeballing the two cards. Um, yeah, I mean, easily NXT this week. I can't, I can't <laughs> like, looking at Grizzled Young Vets, Zia Lee, Adam Cole and Roddy Strong, like... Like, like even five of my favorite human beings. 
Even the um, matches that aren't making it into my top three this week could easily be fighting for like a top two spot. Like this is this is. I think this was a great NXT show. I think AEW probably had match of the week, and we'll get to that one in a second. But it just it didn't feel of enough of consequence. And I, I think that next oh. week there's going to be some more stuff of consequence, but I, I'm going to give the win to NXT. So I think I have to go first this week. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Let me grab uh... in your face. In your face. <laughs> Mike, um, your number three segment for the Wednesday night war. Yeah. Well, usually I come up with a, an acronym. Uh, so you have to come up with one for AEW. That's not all elite wrestling. Whenever you're ready. Um, I okay. So I'm gonna confess. I missed what you said, and then you waited. For I me. said you need <laughs> to come up with an acronym for AEW, Matt. Stop uh, watching hockey on the other screen. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Uh, always eating um weenies. All right. Speaking I'm of dishonorable, ma- speaking of dishonorable mention, good lord! Um, oh. <laughs> moment number three was the uh, continuing of the invasion of Impact wrestlers. Oh. Uh, admittedly, it is only the same two wrestlers who keep invading, but uh, poor Danny Limelight, Pillman Jr., and Griff Garrison. Man, what a who's that of wrestling? Uh, I mean, Pillman Jr. is pretty key. Um, and people were actually pretty excited about Danny Limelight. But they were going up against Kenny Omega and the Good Bros, who now they're the Buenos Hermanos, which I kind of like. Um, again, it's not necessarily that this was, you know, one of those five-star matches, Daddy. It's just that we're further meshing, uh, you know, melting pot, these different wrestling promotions, Right. Um, not making it so much about, uh, um, you know, that we have to be loyal to a, a certain wrestling promotion or company. We just be loyal to the wrestlers we like. So because this match feeds 100% into the Brothers of Discussion thesis about how to love and appreciate wrestling, love the artists. Don't, you know, get away from the, the you know, the corporation. Don't fall for McDonald's. Just eat a Big Mac. Um <laughs> Man, this was it was uh it was violent. It was the good bros doing a magic killer. Uh Carl did a big kick that reminded me of Drew McIntyre's Claymore, but Carl, and he's always talking about his hot Asian wife. Maybe it was Carl's katana. I don't know. That's what I'm going with. So Matt, Carl's katana, moment number three for me. Matt, moment number three for never exert turds. What do you got for it? <laughs> See, that's not fair. You get to plan your improv moments. I'm busy watching hockey. No, um, uh, let's just got to throw this out there. Cody, Cody wanted us to pick AEW as, as the better show. It's, it's got long term. I tried, I tried Cody. I tried. I really like the NXT card this week. I tried to pick AEW. I couldn't do it. Yeah. If, I mean, if we were saying, uh, again, like we want to see a storyline start to finish, we'll grade it that way. But for the only fair way for us to do the Wednesday night wars since we're going week by week, we have to grade which card was better week to week. And I, I totally agree with what direction Mike's going in because I think I know what he's doing with uh, what his number one segment will be. But my number three segment this week, I got to go back and pick my banner. Number three NXT segment. Uh, Mike Everrise going down uh, to who my pick is to win the Dusty Classic, the Grizzled Young Vets. Um, 
if uh, if you want to talk, I mean, this this is it, right? We're turning. I mean, Cody, we're we're turning this in into sport. This is this is what we were told we were going to get from AEW. So I I hope you you see where my love of this Dusty Classic is coming in and why it's uh, my number three moment. Why we're going to yeah. kind of push this NXT card over the full card over the AEW card, but um, Mike, this is this is a great demonstration of like not it's it's not just tag team wrestling to the point of it being like existing, and, and this was to actually like I, I I hope you'll I don't know Cody I I just uh, it sounds like you you do love AEW more than NXT, but what what this match was 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 kind of uh being more of the AEW tag team style this this was a lot of tag team moves this is something where it wasn't just about making sure you tag a guy and we'll do singles wrestling till it's time to tag in the next guy this was everything you want from a tag team match and the grizzled young vets do it the right way and if 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 they aren't the the up and coming tag team of uh everything that has to do with pro wrestling i i don't know who is because they've been doing some of the best work in the NX, in NXT UK. I mean, Mike, we take our shoes off to the man. Nobody else, nobody else has that. Um, and, and I said, I tweeted out, it's it's time we put our shoes on because Zach Gibson deserves it. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think what they can put together from from their tag team style, and um, I yeah, I'll, I'm just gonna you're gonna have to forgive me here because I I have it written down. Um, but oh that, boy. that Here we go. mayhem um, and and what they do to light up a ticket to mayhem is just beautiful, and uh, I, I could watch that all day. Um, and, and the mad scramble at the end of the match was a joy too. But ultimately, the reason that this is my number three, Mike, is because it's the grizzled young vets. I like to mix in my own personal flavor into how I roll out my top three and. Uh, Shoot, you're going to see that when my number two rolls out. Uh, Mike, I think you know who's coming up at number two. But, uh, yeah, easily. Number three is going to be my favorite tag team in pro wrestling right now, getting the win with a hell of a tag team match in a fun tournament. Well, ideally, Enzo and Cass, right, were two huge debuts on Monday Night Raw, and they come out and cut their, you can't teach that, and... I really think that Zach Gibson and James Drake soon to be your Monday Night Raw tag team champions with Liverpool's number one. I, I can't, I wish, God, I want that to take off so bad in the whole, you know, United States crowd to really embrace them like we do. Man, big, big marks for those guys. But that makes us, uh, we're going to move into moment number two for each show, Matt. FTR doing battle against Jurassic Express with no dinosaur. My God. Uh, Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt were out there. Um, and I think uh, immediately Tony Schiavone, uh, Excalibur, and JR, when he was paying attention, uh, really tried to sell how difficult it was going to be for Jurassic Express, uh, who AEW Bills is, uh, you know, like a number two tag team right now um, to overcome without the dinosaur in the ring. Um, and the Luchasaurus. Um, so really what this was, FTR did get the win, but it was a showcase uh, for Marco Stunt. Um, you know, this guy who, whew, we're going to talk about another guy who's, uh, you know, barely 100 pounds soaking wet here in, in a minute, but the bumps this guy eats are just ferocious. Um, if you want to talk about a love and a passion for wrestling, look no further than Marco Stunt, who made FTR look like a trillion bucks 
Um, Jungle Boy looks like he's, you know, one day going to be running All Elite Wrestling uh, with how talented that guy is. Um, it was, a, it was you know, one of those solid, you know, back and forth affairs where, you know, Marco wasn't just out there for the hot tags, you know, for Jungle Boy. He actually got some offense in. He got his little, it's almost like a version of Brian Kendrick's sliced bread, but it's almost like a, like a cutter um, that he drops. Um, yeah, it was thoroughly entertaining. Uh, the right team went over and ultimately just, you know, another reminder of what a just wrestling soldier uh, <laughs> I would consider Marco's stunt to be. So bless him. Uh, for doing all that damage to his body for our entertainment. Thank you, Marco. Uh, you did. A, you had a hell of a show, Matt. Whew, moment number two for next extra time wrestling. What do you got? I've got the uh, Gargano and Dexter Loomis match, Mike. I can't go any other way. I, I love me some. Oh, we got a comment here from Brent Rodriguez. Well, well put on Marco stunt, Mike. Uh, but I, oh, I, I've got a. <laughs> I, I've got to throw in my Dexter Loomis catches because uh, it seems like for the longest time we were just waiting for him to get back in the ring. We don't know if we're talking injuries, if we're talking COVID. So he's back in the ring now. And, uh, Mike, it, it, was, uh, it was a wild ride. It was a fun match where we saw Gar- Gargano come out hot and Dexter Loomis really turned it on. It's, it's really like we saw what Dexter Loomis can be. And when he really gets his push, it's going to be so much fun. Because we talked about it before where he's got sort of, um, you know, he's he doesn't have the presence of the Undertaker. But it's something similar where he stalks his prey and he's ready to take them down for the victory. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it's just you feel it. And and the, the way that the guys in the ring play it off is they're actually scared of him. Uh, Gargano was in that same realm. Uh, but yeah, we've got, I mean, I mean, this line of, uh, the, the spine busters, the bulldogs, the slingshot suplexes, and then it's just like time to kill Gargano. But that's when, uh, Austin theory got involved and everything went against Dexter Loomis at that point. It it's, it's fine for me because what I see is, uh, Kushida gets involved afterwards to help Dexter and we're either getting, you know, we are getting some tag team wrestling going forward to kind of push this narrative uh, another couple of weeks. I'm, I'm guessing that this is going to turn into some sort of triple threat if I, if I had to take a stab at it before, definitely before a fatal four-way, uh, something where Gargano probably wants it to be a triple threat so Austin can get involved again to help him win. But ultimately, Mike, this is another win for Matt because if I'm guessing that we're getting a triple threat for the NA title... I'm getting a triple threat, Mike, involving Johnny Gargano and two of my favorites on NXT of Kushida and Dexter Loomis. So, again, selfishly, I don't know how this segment could happen and it doesn't make it into my top three. I just like uh, whenever Loomis um, cracks your top three, um, your Freudian slips about, man, I was getting all hot and I was feeling it. He's looking good. Mm." Um. I, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Dexter Mark as well. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his work. Um, but I've man, got my Mike. They, they don't. I don't quite enjoy all of the Dexter shirts available. So again, uh, even though today is the first game the Red Wings have played in ten months, yeah. I decided to go uh, because I, I know it's wrestling night. I went with my Henley, my my Dexter Loomis You're gonna have to, you know, like the uh, the Sami Zayn T-shirt with just the hand drawn ink pen. You're just gonna have to make like a little Loomis <laughs> or something in the middle. Uh, but that brings us, Matt, to our dishonorable mentions. Um, good lord, it's uh, 
I hate that it's so easy to pick every week, but <laughs> AEW's refusal to give the women a storyline. Uh, it's the dishonorable mention. Was there any doubt? Um, I, I'm not going to not mention it because we did get to see Serena Deeb uh, defend the NWA women's strap against Tay Conti, and it was, it was a good match. You know, actually got a commercial. Um, it, you know, well, uh, AEW is going to give you that, that great experience where you can watch a hot pocket <laughs> commercial and ladies wrestle at the same time. This is AEW. Oh, thanks, JR. I love Hot Pockets. But look, there's wrestling on. Anyway, uh, yeah, they tried to force feed <laughs> Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, uh, Cody with, you know, just a, a literal smorgasbord schmaz of women just throwing slaps and elbows. And uh, my uh, uh, my beloved Red Velvet was out there for a quick cameo, but I, I, don't, get it. I don't get it, Matt. It's clockwork every week, uh, roughly at 9... 20 Eastern time on Wednesdays, uh, the women get their one promo and their one match. So if you want to watch women's wrestling on TNTs, you turn in at 9.20 and you turn it off at 9.26. Um, but that brings us to moment number one. So it's, I, you know, I don't know whether, I don't know what, what it's going to take. Uh, you know, they're going to do Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. If that doesn't get them to change the format a little bit, I don't know what will. Uh, but moment number one, uh, we gave, I, I called him a soldier, Marco Stunt. Matt, years ago, in a, in a Royal Rumble, no less, uh, we saw the three faces of Mick Foley. Uh, he came out as Dude Love, Cactus Jack, and Mankind. Matt, I bring it up because these guys, the way they just annihilate them, their, their bodies for our entertainment, um, the only thing I can compare it to is like a, a, a hazing video on uh the brazzers website because Darby <laughs> Allen, my god it was it was a hazing if you've ever seen a hazing it looked like a kid wrapped in a duffel bag and the other mean bullies were hitting him with baseball bats that's the kind of damage this guy took <laughs> from brian cage uh it's not just that brian cage threw him around or suplexed him he did throw him around he did suplex him and then he threw him outside the ring and he threw him through a table outside the ring and then he threw him out of the steel outside of the ring and Darby just kept coming back. Um, so the storyline of this match is that Darby's a tough son of a bitch. He definitely sold that story. Uh, ultimately, you know, we got uh, a little Sting cameo at the end because Brian Cage's buddies started interfering. So, um, you know, Darby got to get the win, but Brian Cage gets to kind of lean on the excuse. Oh, but the Stinger, he kind of distracted me and then i got rolled up and beat up sort of towards the end um but uh like brian cage got to look like uh he got to look like a world beater matt um but this this david goliath story was you know one of the classic um uh you know formulas for professional wrestling and both these guys really did their parts as uh the mighty goliath for brian cage he looked unbeatable and uh, Darby, he, he just overcame these insurmountable odds to, uh, yeah, retain his TNT championship. And the right person went over. Um, it it got close to being overbooked, but I think it was booked just enough to kind of propel that Darby Sting mentorship, um, Taz's buddies and FTW. And uh, it was a it was a thoroughly entertaining, you know, twenty minute segment. So hats off to Darby. Man, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you get up the next morning. It had to be brutal uh, doing one of those spots to think he did easily seven or eight of those just 
mega damaging spots. Um, thank you. <laughs> awesome stuff. Uh, Matt, your dishonorable mention for NXT. Yeah, and before we jump into that, Cody threw out, should NXT move to Tuesday or Thursday night? Now, uh, <clears throat> Cody, I, I'm going to guess this is in reference to the fact that NXT just almost drew their record low number this past week. I would love for one of these shows to give up on this, and it should be NXT since AEW had the night first. I I don't want it to be Thursday because that's when we record, selfishly, but it would make the most sense. Uh, it's something that for Impact Wrestling that also wants to get an audience, you, you wonder how much of that audience gets stolen from NXT being on Tuesdays. Uh, I mean, the jokes could go out there that uh, they're, you know, Impact's got their own thing, but it, it could really, I, I feel it could really hurt them to where AEW and NXT seem to have a pretty good footing with, with a pretty stable base week after week for how many people are going to tune into AEW, the 700,000, and then the 500 to, to close to seven for NXT. And that that's your normal numbers, right? And then every now and then they jump up and get close to a million. Um, it would be nice to see what these shows could do if they were on different days. I think it would be better for those programs. I think it would be better for us as fans. Um, long and short, it, I, it probably makes the most sense to be Thursday. And then uh, us, you know what? We're not recording on Thursdays anymore. <laughs> so we're watching NXT. Uh, Mike, my dishonorable mention, let me pull up my little banner here before we get rolling. It's all going to roll into one because it's hard for me to say, did I not enjoy watching Xia Lee uh, squash the unnamed pro wrestler? No, that was an absolute blast. Mike, yeah. we got to meet MSK, uh, who are Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, the rascals from Impact, uh, speaking of Impact. Uh, and then Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae teaming up to make sure Shotzi goes down again. All of that's gold. So the only thing that I was unhappy with was Breezango going down, which... Oh, they, yeah. Look, I mean, the thing of it is, is we're trying to build up uh, the Undisputed Era and then um, uh, Lorcan and Birch as, as tag champs. Pete Dunne came out and beat up Kyle, uh, and then uh, they threw Finn Balor down. So uh, that's my number one segment, okay? The, <laughs> all of this wrapping into what could be this match was amazing i just wish that the ending so my dishonorable mention is just that the ending still could have been breezango getting the win over cole and roddy strong but everything else is my number one does that sound weird is that dumb uh, i mean I'll, I'll continue to explain and i'll pull up you know why this is my my number one segment I mean, usually like you know dishonorable mention is like a thing and you know number one is a thing but matt just kind of put the entire card in his list so that's Matt's feelings for next extra time rest. I mean, do you know, can you, you hear what I'm saying though, right? Like uh, this all could have worked. This all still could have pushed whatever this uh, feud is supposed to be with, uh, you know, uh, Lorcan and Birch and, um, and Pete Dunn going against undisputed era and Finn Balor. Like this all could have worked. And then comes outside of the dusty classic and, you know, eventually we see Breezango and the Grizzled Young Vets in the semifinal, and how much fun would that be for this side? Now, now I'm hoping I get to see Roddy and Cole against the Grizzled Young Vets. I think that would be amazing. But again, the casualty here is Breezango. I I love those guys. I I think they're some of the most underrated tag team wrestlers uh, we have right now on all major pro wrestling um, 
options. So I'll just put it like that. I don't have a better way to put it. And it's just a bummer for me. But this is the number one segment because this is absolutely, for me, the best match I watched on Wednesday night. And then, uh, Mike, we got the we got a tease that I wish more people were talking about. I mean, Pete Dunn is making it look because he took out Finn Balor and Kyle and Finn Balor gets tossed to the side of the, the arena where undisputed air is Mike. Yeah. Wednesday night wars could turn into the bullet club wars. Um, no, again, I could be so coming off, coming with coming out with this, like so far from right field, uh, like nobody else mentioned this yesterday except for me. I was the only one that was like, "Hmm, they're gonna have to work together to take down Pete Dunn." But um, now that, is this that, excitement about the Bullet Club Wars, or do you just want credit for saying it first? <laughs> no, I'm actually worried that I I really am so far off base that I missed something. Mike, you know that I like watching these uh, on mute, so that that could be where. That's where the fear comes in. Uh, but no, ultimately, what, what I saw was an amazing wrestling match, and then it, it followed up by by pushing the storyline that Pete Dunne needs to get involved with this NXT championship. And uh, it, it's, it's just that much more intriguing to see that Finn Balor gets thrown over to the corner where Undisputed Era is, and where like where is he going to go next? Because he's not, he's not going to come begging for forgiveness from Pete Dunne. He's got another option, though. I, I want to see it happen. Um, but, yeah, I know that was confusing. Mike, you didn't like it. You you think I cheated No, there. I think uh, I, I thought that was your best point of the night yesterday uh, when you were uh, tweeting about that because I, I, don't, I don't think that was an accident at all. Um, the Good Brothers uh, switched sides, and all of a sudden, you know, you might get Finn Balor uh, hanging out with Adam Cole and the boys, so. I don't think that was off base at all. I thought that was uh, an astute observation and we'll just kind of see how WWE plays it from here. And uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in on this episode. Thanks for the questions. Sorry. I, di- I don't think we got to everything. I don't think we were able to throw out all the Royal Rumble pr- predictions, but we do appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, if you could right now, if you're hanging around, go over to YouTube and subscribe to the Brothership Discussion, you won't miss another episode. Uh, like we've been saying all along, I mean, this the show keeps growing, it keeps getting bigger, the conversation keeps getting stronger. Uh, so we want to hear more from everybody else out there. So you subscribe, and we can talk to you next week too. So that'll be every Thursday around this time, around eight o'clock. We're going to be going live. Uh, find us uh, at bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com to keep up with uh, short little ditties uh, and, and thoughts that go along with the podcast episodes and. Uh, of course, you can find us every night that there's wrestling at BOD Podcast on Twitter to follow along with the conversation. We'd love to have you guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Mike. I think it's time we sail off into the sunset. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Bugenhagen watch. Did you figure it out? No, no, Mike. See, when you make the segment, you go figure it out. You had the math. You had, you'd crunch the numbers. Crunch them again. Crunch them. What? Matt, crunch them. I, I, I this is oh I my god! I, 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 what? Just crunch him, man! Crunch him! What? Give us a number. How long has it been since we saw Bugenhagen? All right. Do you you really want this to be dead air till I figure it out? No, you can just guess, man. Nobody's paying attention but us. Bugenhagen. How long has it been? Let me pull Matt, this up. Hurry! Last time I wrote it. Uh, Matt, do it's it. Been a while.
This is the part of the song where it breaks down. Why, why do we wear this frown? Oh, we missed you. It's been too long and what they do with my bogan hogging oh He's got beautiful hair. This guitar is made out of air. All right, let me end the goddamn show. All right, end it, man. 1,073 days since this man debuted. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, weighing in at 240 pounds. Oh, bless you for finding that clip. Bless you, Matt. Hopefully, books. Come back to us. Don't put, don't put too much credence in that number. I, I'm not sure. I, that was that was pretty rough. <laughs> That's what I wanted. That's okay. Books, where are you? You're like Wilson out in the ocean. Books, books. He's just floating away. Boogan. <laughs> oh, Boogan. Boogan again. No. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> Why? Why? You started Boogenhagen Watch. What are you cooler than this now? Come on, man. I'm not. I, just, I had to play it off to where Matt's head was. All right, everybody. Oh. All right, this has been Michael and Wet Blanket here, the brothers of discussion. See you guys. <laughs> Matt.